Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football. Welcome to the Late United We Stand podcast. It's post-match after United have dismantled Club Bruges and eased our way into the last 16 Europa League with a resounding 5-0 victory. Uh, unlike United... Uh, sorry... Unlike United, yeah, completely unlike United, we've actually decided to rest a few of our star names today. Um, obviously, we've got big games coming up, so you've just got basically the bare bones of myself and John Ashton, and you've got Stu Edwards with me as well. Uh, Stu, um, enjoyable evening at United, a pretty predictable one. I think we thought we would win the game quite comfortably, but um, nevertheless, it was quite an enjoyable evening. Yeah, um, last week, obviously, it, you know, Ollie. Ollie tinkered with a side um, for different reasons squad players maybe thinking that the Watford game was a must win on the Sunday uh, we could we could have won last week we knew they weren't great and the biggest threat was Dennis and apparently he got injured in training yesterday or something so he, he didn't play tonight did he so yeah it was it was comfortable and, and looking at that, that, that Bruce side tonight I'm pretty sure they'd probably finish bottom four in, in, in the Premier League so it, you know you still got to go out and do the business but it was it was comfortable but some good football you know, over the 90 minutes tonight. Yeah, no arguments there for me, that's that's for sure. Um, I mean, the, the tie was pretty much over, wasn't it? Was the, um, you know, the formalities of the VAR, if like, formalities are the right word, um, you know, that was put to bed. And as soon as we realised it was a penalty and down to 10 men, the, the game was was over as a tie, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean was, was it even over before them? Because I thought United started really brightly, you know, we could have scored two or three before they'd even scored. I know they had a couple of half chances, but the moment that the play went off, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think I think the big the, the big delay with VAR was, was the shot going in. Because obviously, if it wasn't on target, then the player doesn't have to get sent off. I think the rule is now. See, so I didn't really. I mean, it was a penalty. There's absolutely yeah. no doubt it was a penalty. But yeah. I don't even even, even now. I don't know what the, <laughs> what the rule is behind the penalty. I mean, uh, behind behind the red card. Sorry, I think it's, if it's on target, if, if he's um, uh, and, and as the uh, as the woman announces on, on our wonderful tennis system, because we've not got anything else to go off. Um, you know, the wording is uh, a scoring opportunity, or you know, which it, it was. So if it's going wide, I think he gets booked, and it's still a penalty, but he doesn't get sent off. So that's why it, it, the five-minute delay, which only was added on three minutes <laughs> at the end of the first half. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just yet another example though, of the absolute. And you heard the, the chance from the end regarding VAR. It's, it caused, just causes absolute chaos, doesn't it, with it, when you're trying to watch the match out of the match? Yeah, and it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen sooner or later. And you know, in, in the summer, in a big championship or you know, World Cup final, when you know the poor, you know, it was it was Bruno tonight. The poor player who's about to take the penalty, he stood there waiting for five minutes. How much how much added pressure is that? You know, tonight. Not that pressure situation, really. But it's going to happen in a big game when he's going to be stood there for four or five minutes until someone decides whether it is or whether it isn't. What, what do you make of the Europa League? Because obviously, you know, the, the, you spoke to people on the way here this mo- today or if you spoke to them this morning or any time this week and nobody was particularly looking forward to it. It's almost sort of a, you know, it's a fixture that was almost got in the way. But, I mean, I love the competition here. For, for one, it's a kind of no-lose situation in that, yeah. where, you know, if you lose... People say, "Oh, it's only Europa League," but you know you get great nights like tonight, and we always expected to win. Yeah, no, it was great, obviously three years ago, and I think this is this is when it kicks in now. This is, this is when people, I think, start getting excited. Um, 
obviously we're going into March and you know we're getting to the crunch part of the season now in obviously every competition so I think people will start to get more excited that, that excitement may be uh, curtailed a little bit tomorrow depending on if we get in the draw if we're down in, if we, I, can't, I don't fancy a two day away in Dudley <laughs> well I will, I, will come, I will come to the draw a little later actually um, obviously there's still a couple of games going on at the minute we're recording this right after the game but um, but you, you spoke a few minutes ago about um, the pressure that Fernandez was put under having to wait so long with a spot kick. I mean, he's an absolute breath of fresh air, isn't he, at the minute? And I don't want to get too carried away about him, um, as we've turned into in the past, but what a spark he's been for yeah, Manchester United yeah. since we signed him. Yeah, I had a similar conversation with the lad that I sat next to, um, and we were talking about, you know, should strikers always take the penalties? And obviously we go back to Dennis Irwin and Steve Bruce, and then you look around and, you know, other teams. So Gerard always used to take the penalties to Liverpool. And obviously we, we've mixed up a bit and, you know, Pogba's missed a few and it's been passed around. Um, he's come in, you know, he's come in and he's had the balls and said, listen, I'm taking free kicks and I'm taking penalties. And he's dispatched two, um, you know, unbelievable uh, you know, penalties. And, he's, he's, you know, he, he sticks with his technique. And could look, look a bit of a tit if he misses, but you know he, he's, he's got that split second where he, he's looking at which way the keeper's going. This is exactly where the space and just but tapping it into an empty net almost. He's not going up to a penalty and pre- you know they always say with a penalty you should pick a corner and stick with it. Yeah. He's clearly he's he's decided where to take that literally as he lands off his skip, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. He's not using power, like you said. He's not going for bottom corners. He's not going for top corners. He is literally passing it into an empty net. In Ma- yeah, in whichever way, and you know he's going to probably miss one. It's inevitable at one point, maybe, or the keeper will stay where he is, and, and then maybe because he's not going in the net with, you know, he's passing it, he's not smashing it into the net, is he? So, but yeah, so far so good, and and he is a breath of fresh air, like you said, he's he, he wants the ball, his movement, and tonight, tonight he was talking to Agallo. He, you know, he, he's a he's a he's a natural leader and talker on the pitch. Well, I've, I've not seen probably since the days of maybe when Keane was in his prime where he's. There's a player who's the best player every single week, and he's fallen into that mould at the minute. As in the last three games, he's been head and shoulders the best player on the pitch. Yeah, and another fantastic ball as well for Igalo's goal as well that he put out to Mata. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, like I said, you know, we're getting into that's the fax machine. Um, we're getting into into March now. You know, the last sort of like ten weeks of the season, and who knows? We could end up in the final. Um, you know, the league position obviously is still important. We're open to finish fourth or fifth, but you know, this is the best time of the year now, March, April, um, and this is when players are at the, you know at the peak fitness. He's obviously joined in January. He's, he, he looks free. You know, he should be playing every game. And hopefully, he will play every game. But I'm already looking forward to him next season, with with hopefully a, a couple of additions around him. You know, can you imagine like Sancho supplying him and, and, and a fit Marcus Rashford this this um, you know just him replacing some you know much castigated players we've got in the squad but the difference between him and other players and the lift it's given you think to yourself you know if you could replace a couple more players with players of that standard United probably aren't a million miles away are we, from, from getting it right no exactly and it is probably two players it's probably a centre forward and I mean it's a you know I've just said Sancho as a right winger because you know that would allow, you know, James to have more rest time, I suppose, and not to, you know, he's playing too much football, as we've all talked about. Hopefully Rashford's going to come back, you know, um, fitter and better than ever next season. Uh, that all depends maybe on if he plays for England in, in, in the summer. Um, the, the midfield, you know, let's be honest, Pogba's going, there's, there's the rumours of De Gea possibly being sold off in the summer, you know, so there's, there's, and obviously then there's likes of Phil Jones and Lingard. I think it frees up a lot of money and wages for squad for a lot, a lot players, of wages. Uh, so just, just by getting rid of a three or four, we don't necessarily need to bring three or four in now because the likes of, like I said, Jones, we're not, you know, we don't need to replace him as such anyway because... Uh, 
you know, Lindelof, Bailey's probably going to stay, Rojo's probably going to go. So the big thing is a lot of wages. And like I said, the three or four players I've just mentioned, we're knocking on a million quid a week anyway. So that, that could easily bring in two or three players of, players of of the ilk of you know let's be honest we've played we've paid the same for uh, Bruno Fernandes as what we have for a right back he seems uncharted territory as well that we, we're almost of the opinion now that we trust that whoever the club are going to get in now are going to be you know players who are worthy of you know playing for the shirt because we, we've let's face it we've had years and years of players who were either substandard or were, were brought for the wrong reasons but there seems to be a mix now at the minute of not only quality but players who come in through that door and they fit the characters straight away from day one which is probably what the manager you know Neil Ferguson used to you know he'd let a lot of great players not join the club um, if he didn't think they were joining for the right reasons and I think there's a hint of that in Solskjaer's um, approach at the minute yeah and that's why we've talked about this you know loads of times and going back to the Lukaku and the Pogba thing you know not fitting in and getting rid of and you know having a clear out and and, it, and you know, I said wanting to play for, for the club for the shirt and, and the passion um, and again we, all these names are being banded around and obviously again the, the other two in, in the Premier League are Grealish and Madison you know Madison's a Boyle United fan Grealish is staying, seems to be saying all the right things about Old Trafford being his favourite ground and when he scored here and you know and again whether Villa stay up or not you would think he's going to he's going to move in the summer um, and I'm certainly I'm, I'm quite sure he would add to United um, him and Madison are slightly different players is, is Madison too similar to like Bruno Fernandes now well, I mean so I did say this week that he's boxed the number ten position off, which you know Does that rule could, out could rule out both. Could even rule out both of them. But yeah, so no, it's it's uh, like I said, it's uh, nearly springtime and the, you know, philosophy, you know, philosophical here. But it's um, you know we're turning another corner, and I hope after this, you know, we don't go and lose at Goodison and then get beat off City in the next two games. But we all know we're going in in in, in, in the right direction. We're still not obviously might not be as where we want it to be and obviously the squad's not what we want it to be and just because we won 5-0 tonight doesn't make the garden rosy does it and in fe- you know at the end of February but um, you know it leads into the summer and I think everyone's with our, our football brain is firmly behind Ollie in what he's trying to do and and, and and in terms of the summer and beyond that is that we, you've got to give him at least one summer you know give him yeah. that 150 million or whatever it is maybe to spend and, and get rid of two or three other players and then and then let's go in August and see what next season brings You mentioned um, a striker that perhaps you'd want to bring in this summer it probably wasn't the greatest game of football you've ever seen from a striker there today but Odion Gallo's goal um, was that the sort of goal that we've missed this season no. I mean how many times have we put balls into that area and he doesn't look particularly match fit yeah. you know his touch could probably do the work but it's about having somebody in the right place at the right time yeah and you know going back to the Lukaku thing he was or used to be in the right place you know he was that sort of like 6, six 12 12 yard box player um, and I'm sure he would have scored probably he probably would have been on 10-15 goals if he'd have stayed Lukaku this season Agarlo he, he still looks like a, a guy who's won a competition to play at Old Trafford <laughs> in some respects um, but he was yeah it was an easy like, you could hear people having conversations after that goal and obviously I'm sat at the other end of the ground but you know the ball across he's got to be in that position I, I think he, he, he certainly beat a defender to it so he was his awareness and his reaction was, was obviously decent uh, he had another shot, I think, at the keeper first half as well. Yeah. Uh, so, he, so he's, he's doing okay. So, so I, I think he's exactly what we've missed because there's no question that we missed Lukaku's um, 
you know know how in front of goal that that instinct of being a striker. But what we didn't need was perhaps his attitude, his, his laziness, his. You know, you, you want someone who can do that as an option, but not necessarily be your first choice striker. So you can see why he's brought Igalo in, and I think he's going to do that role perfectly. He's not going to play every week. You know that Martial's got a bit more um, in his armour, but there's a time and a place for that sort of striker, and today was probably perfect for that. Yeah, so he's played, uh, or did he play, 80 minutes tonight, was it something? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Greenwood to come on, so you'd probably not expect Igalo maybe to start. Well, it depends on Martial, obviously. I've no idea what his injury is. So I'm looking ahead to Sunday's, but if Martial's injured, then Agalo's probably going to start. Or would he go for Greenwood? Probably not. I don't know. Um, so, it, it, you know, let's hope Martial's not a serious injury. But, you know, again, the next are like 10, 12 weeks. It's not 12 weeks. There's a lot of games coming up there. You? You're literally playing every midweek. You know, if you beat Derby, you know, I don't think there is a single midweek free now. Yeah, pretty much at the end of the season. If you if you go all the way in Europa League, so it's it's good for him going back to his goal tonight. But it's you know it's good for, obviously for a confidence thing. He scored his first goal at Old Trafford. It takes that, that burden and pressure off him. Um, and like you said, he's, he's certainly going to play again in the next. Well, there's three games, isn't there? We've got three games now in the next ten days. Like you said, three tough games. Um, so whoever he's. He's not going. To, he's not going to have time to form a relationship. Let's be honest. In that time, he's, he's, he's going to be playing either off the bench or with a different striker, pretty much when he plays, because it's going to be Green. What it's going to be, Rashford if, when he's back, if he's back, <laughs> and Martial. So that, that's the only difficult thing. So that, you know, that's a shame because you know, ten weeks isn't a long time, even if you play every game with somebody. But that, that's going to be tough for anybody, I suppose, um, coming in brand new into the club in January but then sort of like not knowing who you're playing with every week um, um, but you know he's, he's getting he's getting the chance he, he'll get he'll get chances because he'll, he'll get the chances created from the, obviously from Bruno and and now Tom and is back and Fred's you know still doing the business so the, mid, the midfield is probably the strongest midfield we can hope well, for at this moment in time It's interesting you just said that because that was the next point I was going to come to but you know we know that Matic has, has done well when he's come in this season but yeah. straight from minute one today when that sort of trio in midfield there there was there was energy about them there was zip there was you know and you know you do have to take it with a pinch of salt and you, you do have to take the, the level of the opposition into, into account here but he just looked something about that midfield tonight, that you know, and that could could potentially be United's first choice midfield. That was great to see McTominay back today. You know, all three of them have got on the score sheet as well. Yeah, this, this, finally the makings of a proper midfield there, isn't there? Yeah, and McTominay again. But you know, he, so he, how long did he was he out, was he out for? It's a couple of months now. Six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. So he, so potentially, you know, when when you have that long out and you come back. The adrenaline sort of keeps you going for maybe three or four games. I mean, you can have a bit of a lull, can't you? So, so that could happen, you know, mid-March. Especially depends on how much he plays in the next three or four games, maybe. But um, you know, it's easy just to expect or just presume that he's come back as a young lad and he, sh- he and he could play every minute now of every game between yeah. between now and the end of May. And that's not the case always because I say you, you've had an injury and even though you've trained very well and he, he, you know there was footage of him in Marbella, you know. In, so he was training, you know, well ahead of, of playing again. But you need that. It was like Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney was a nightmare when he was injured. Yeah, when, he always needed three games. Six, I was going to say at least. Yeah. So, so there's that to consider as well. So Matic, I've, the point was Matic, is, I think, still got a part to play. Um, whether that's City at home, whether that's Tottenham away, who knows? But Matic, uh, he, and he deserves that because, like I said, he was frozen out. I think I said that in, my, in our last podcast. He was frozen out. He came back in and he's not done anything wrong, really. And he's never going to be everybody's first choice in regards to his pace and style. But he does a job and he's experienced. And I think we are going to need him in the next 10, 10 games. 
Um, quick mention to, I don't know if you had any experiences down your end with the, the Bruges fans today. Um, obviously, they've come in quite good numbers. I thought they were pretty yeah. terrible in the, in the ground, but yeah. I don't know what a strange bunch they were because I, I was on the tram with them and honestly, they genuinely look like. Have you ever seen those? Um, have you seen when those paedophile busters go on the, on Facebook? And, and every every one of them kind of looks the same. You know, you look at me, and think, yeah, I can I can see why you I can see why you get up to what you do, you little rascal. They did look. And, and every single one of them looked that way, but. Um, they, they certainly enjoyed the day out, but a bit of a disappointing end. But they, they fair play to them; they have come in numbers, but they are yeah, an odd bunch. I think they had about four thousand, and yeah, like you said, it, it, you expect them to make more noise. It's like they've not been drinking. Yeah, it's like you know, I had a guy before kick off who bought a, a fanzine off me, um, and I, I, you know, he spoke well, he spoke better English than I did Flemish, put it that way. Um, but I asked him what he thought the score would be, and he said uh, nil three. And I said, I said, I actually said to him, I said, you've not even been drinking because <laughs> you know, he didn't smell of anything. But he, he was he was convinced they were going to win three 0 So I, I politely laughed and sold him a mag and wished him wished him well. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe he should have started drinking. Um, <laughs> uh, well, any players particularly stood out for you? I, th- I thought today that one of my f- most pleasing things to say was four goals from midfield. Like I said, we've we've lacked this year. We, you know, we know the front three have scored goals. Um, I think. They've got 45, 46 goals between Rashford, uh, Martial and, and Greenwood. But we've genuinely lacked goals from midfield that perhaps the likes of City and Liverpool have been getting. So I thought it was pleasing to see that. But um, anybody particularly stand out for you today over the ones we've already mentioned? Um, it's difficult to, to praise any of the back four, really, or Romero, because they had very little to do, I suppose. Um, so they just you know, did, did, did the job, I suppose, and nothing spectacular. It's a bit disappointing, I suppose, in regards to Shaw and Wambazaka not particularly getting forward as much as maybe what is what they should have. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think the midfield, we'll, we'll maybe come to a man of match in a minute, but the midfield certainly deserve the main mention in, in terms of not just because of the goals, but because, uh, like you said a minute ago, you said you know the energy of it was right, right from yeah. right from the get go. It was like you know all three of them, uh, and that's. That's what we need, and that's and, and they've contributed with you know. Going back to McTominay, I was stood right behind that at the other end, and he just a lovely finish. Yeah, he just side footed it, smashed it into the bottom corner. But you know, uh, how far was he out? Was he twelve yards right. or something? I think a little bit further. Probably was it? Box, yeah. So no, some some good goals, some good goals, and like I said, if M3 can stay fit, then you know I'm sat here quite confident that you know we'll, we'll definitely sort of like Premier League wise finish. So, tough, tough, tougher stuff to come. Um, yeah. Everton away on Sunday. Historically, yeah. a good fixture for us, but recently hasn't been one. They've obviously been in pretty good form. They, they lost at Arsenal last week, but if you watch the game, they they definitely should have got something out of the game. This is going to be a tough game for United on Sunday. Well, and do yeah. you, do you go with pretty much the same sort of side as he's put out today, but or who do you bring back? Well, I was going to say the the, the, the Bailey and Lindelof thing's quite interesting because. As soon as Sobe started tonight, I just automatically presumed that Lindelof was going to start on Sunday. Maguire just doesn't not play, does he? He doesn't get dropped, doesn't rest. He's, he's like me and you, basically, isn't he, in this podcast? You're right there, actually. Good point, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Maguire's going to, it's Maguire plus one. So, but then my worry is, and I'm not the biggest of Richarlison fans, I, I couldn't believe it when he was being touted around about a month ago for £80 million to Barcelona, but he's got pace. Well, he's just bought an ex Middlesbrough striker, so you probably can believe it. <laughs> He's got pace with Charleston, like like Dennis did last week. Um, so that's my worry when, when I suppose Maguire and say Lindelof play, because they're not the quickest. So you say you go with Bailey again? 
He's looked pretty well, solid, hasn't he, since yeah, he's come. I mean, two clean sheets in the two games he's played. Just, no. because, just because of that threat, but then obviously, and then you could say that the following week against City, so that means probably Lindelof never, <laughs> never plays again. So that's the interesting one. You'd expect everyone else to be the same, unless there's any knocks, and who knows about Martial, if, if it's just a slight knock or whatever, and he could come back in. But I would expect the team to be the same, apart from possibly Lindelof or Bailey. I couldn't just I couldn't agree with you more actually. Um I'm amazed we've managed to get twenty minutes out of us for this today when it's just me and you, Stu, but we have done managed to do that, so I can now finally push you for uh, your man of the match. Um now normally you don't you know, you do have form for picking somebody who's perhaps outside the box, but um who are you going for today? I am gonna pick someone outside the box and he plays in midfield and I'm going for Fred. You've been on that about every week now for the past few months. I know, I used to hate Fred. <laughs> this is really weird actually because I was thinking the exact same thing myself and, and obviously the two goals have just capped it off but I thought he put in a, in a solid shift as well again Eight, eight's a bit strong I used to always want, want, want you know I'd say that I wanted to see his uh, passport because I didn't believe he was Brazilian but yeah. he's, he's you know he's proved me wrong and, he, and he's been goals will do him in a world of good as well he's done, yeah he's been excellent in the last two months or so but um, to get two tonight and, and again just he, he didn't do anything no, no better than really um, Tomini and um, Fernandez really. I said them three really. If you could pick a, you've yeah, purely gone it for goals, aren't you? Because really? he's got two and they've got one. Yeah, but you're right. There, there wasn't much between all three of them, was there? Yeah, and well, excellent tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. So it's, it's difficult to pick. There was no really out, outstanding performance, was there? We did a job, and there was lots of like eights. Eights out of tens, um, and and he was and he was definitely an eight, maybe a nine, because of his two goals. Cheers, Joe. Uh, I'll wrap it up with that. Um, obviously, a great win for United. We've marched into the last 16. Um, some great ties to look forward to for the draw this weekend. We're having a chat down here in Rangers and a few other names were being discussed. So. Thank everyone for buying the mag yeah, in the Baltic conditions. The, the few of you that did buy the mag um, in what was easily the, probably the coldest day of the season for us as well. Um, Planet Manchester United is quite a good place at the minute. That's seven games unbeaten, six clean sheets in that time as well. Tougher tests are to come, but United couldn't be going into it in better form. Um, bring on Everton, bring on City, bring on Derby and everyone we've got to come. Um, Team Solskjaer, we're on the right, right track. And, uh, yeah, you know we've got a good, decent end to the season to look forward to. It's never dull being a Manchester United fan, as we all know. And, like I said, we've got plenty to look forward to now for the rest of the season. Um, we'll be back, we'll have someone back from Everton. I don't think it will be us. Um, but we'll be back at uh, some point next week, probably from the Derby. Um, in the meantime thank you very much again for, for listening thanks for buying the mag and we'll speak to you soon thanks very much bye bye